listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. We are back from a short hiatus. Man, I feel like I haven't recorded in six months. It's been a long time for us. Um, We tried to record, last time we were together, we tried to record a whole bunch of episodes uh, all at once to cover our various vacations, because we were all going to be gone for a few weeks. You might have been able to tell the last (laughs) four podcasts, we were... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we did like what 12 or 13 in one day or something and by the end we were all pretty a little tired <laughs> pretty tired but um but yeah when this one airs there will have been like fresh. a there will have been like a four day four days or something like that of no podcasts i forgot i went to florida yeah wow you went to florida we've been all over the place in the last couple of weeks yeah so you were in florida i went to the Uinas and hiked King's Peak, and then I went to the Wind Rivers and climbed Gannett Peak, and and then hiked all over there. Chase went a couple weekends in a row to mountain biking and Big Big Sky Big and Targi. Sky and Targi, and then the next weekend, yeah. just last weekend, did Jackson Hole and Driggs and the Tetons. Yeah, I trained on the beach for my high altitude, so I did <laughs> King's Peak as well. Yeah. And uh, it was rough. I drank beer for seven days straight, <laughs> probably more than that, on the beach. I did run in Florida uh, three to. F- I did a long four miler, which felt like a marathon because the heat was insane. Um, the humidity, really, yeah, in Florida was <laughs> insane. Like running in a swimming pool. Yeah, and I'm, I'm wondering if that did actually affect my performance in the mountains. I don't think it would have. I think positively, I think positively affected. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you did Gannett, which is so, pretty yeah, big we've deal. Got, we got a lot to talk I, about. I should should share with you that I was on the mountain, and should this person be listening, um, I'm a little, I'm kind of sorry, but it was pretty funny. Um, who we were climbing um, Kings Peak, and he was telling everyone who passed him because he was pretty slow that his objective next weekend was Gannett Peak. And I'm like, oh, cool. I have a friend who just got just did that. He's like, oh, well, what'd he say? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't talk to him yet. <laughs> I don't know. I'll let you know later. But uh, was, he was very excited about that as as he made it well known that he was going going there next weekend. So good luck. Hope you make it. But Oh, he, he's actually going there to this, climb? So it would be this coming weekend, yeah, that he's going hmm. to go do it. Yeah, it's a big one. But he took I would, so long to go up Kings that, um, yeah. However, he did. Again, he liked to tell people things. So I think he went. He said that he had summited Denali and he'd done other things. He's just he looked to be late fifties, maybe early sixties. So he's getting past his prime, past <laughs> his mountain mountaineering prime. Hmm. 
Well, um, Gannett, I would say, is a good three times harder than Kings Peak. <laughs> so I I'm hope out. I hope that guy <laughs> I hope that guy can. can and that's do okay. a distance, right? Because it's fifty in. It's 15 into the Titcomb Basin, 17 if you go to the top of the basin. Um, if you climb it, it's probably a, a almost 50 round trip, okay. if that's all you do. Like 45 maybe. <coughs> yeah, it, so the, I've done it one other time. I did it years ago with a buddy of mine, and we hiked in, climbed it, and hiked out kind of in one push, I guess. We did. We hiked into the Titcomb Basin and slept for four or five hours, and then we hiked to the summit and then all the way back out to the car cool. in one push. And so that was that was many years ago, and I just remember it not being that hard. But uh, I was in much better shape back then. I was also fifty pounds lighter. And um, how many? How much weight did you lose this trip? Um, about seven pounds. Whoa, Impressive. that's a lot in a week. In a week, yeah. So we were we were hiking every day and um, and I had a heavy pack, so we were in there for seven days. How heavy? Uh, Seventy pounds when I left Ooh. the trailhead on day one. What are wow. you carrying, Mister Light Stuff? I know. So here's 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 how it went. So so we took our dog, and was it seventy pounds of dog food? There was like fifteen pounds of dog food, and um. And then also, so because because we were going to kind of be base camping, I know, I know, it's ridiculous, but <laughs> it it felt ridiculous too every single mile. How were the that movies? I hiked in. <laughs> um, it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> you like popped up a satellite ish. <laughs> No, we took the iPad and we watched movies every oh, night. Okay. Yeah, that's that's why you were confused. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so anyway, it it was heavy, but my wife took my dog backpacking with some of her girlfriends years ago, and she borrowed a dog pack to have the dog carry her own stuff in. Yeah. And because she's a pointer, she's a bird dog. She's always running through the bushes and chasing birds and other squirrels and other things. And within the first mile of the trailhead on that trip, that dog pack was torn in multiple places. And it, we had borrowed it. And so I've just always carried my dog's stuff because it just, it's, I would rather carry the weight and not have to worry about getting her entangled from bushes and having her destroy gear and stuff. So I've just always carried the dog stuff. Well, I think I'm ready to try the dog pack again because <laughs> 15 pounds of kibble, then I, because I didn't want her, when she gets cold at night, she kind of forces her way onto my pad and under my sleeping bag. And so I took like a, a down blanket and a closed cell phone pad for her as well. So between the, the pad, the down blanket and the dog food, I probably had 17 pounds worth of dog stuff. Then <clears throat> because I was there, because then, because I was there with my wife, we were there for seven days we had (coughs) excuse me we had a lot of weight in just food normal food um i have a i so i got the mount or the mystery ranch t100 and so i had a lot more room than my wife had she got the mystery ranch stein 60 
65, I guess, something, whatever. Dream pack. (laughs) And, um, and it was great, except that she ran out of room for her, some of her freeze-dried food. So I carried some of her freeze-dried food. I carried all my food. I carried the tent. I carried the stove. I carried all the, all the gear for me and her. Um, she had her own sleeping bag and pad and clothes and most of her food and some of those types of things, but I ended up carrying quite a bit there. So between water and food and, and group gear and the dog stuff and everything, my pack was 70 pounds at the trailhead, which, which hurt. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and so well, we hiked no, all the way into the circle. Cause I was around 25 to 30 and thought that that was enough. Yeah. We hiked all the way into the Cirque of the Towers the first day. Not the Cirque of the Towers, sorry. Tickcomb Basin. Um, So we hiked about 15 miles in the first day. And uh, with 70 pounds, that was plenty far. Um, And so then we... So that was on Saturday. Then Sunday, we took it as a rest day. We ended up moving our camp up up the valley a couple miles. But we just took it easy that day. And then Monday, we climbed Gannett Peak. So that was about 10 miles round trip, <clears throat> maybe 11 round trip. And the hardest part about that is you climb, first you climb up Bonnie Pass right out of Tickcomb Basin. That's 2,000 feet of climbing. It's loose ground. It's kind of rough terrain. It's steep. Um, but you get to the top and it's not too bad and you can see Gannett. Then you drop down 2,000 feet and cross a glacier and then climb up about 3,000 feet. And then you turn around and come down 3,000, climb up 2,000, and <coughs> back to camp. So when all is said and done, you end up doing a little over 7,000 vertical feet. The hardest part, though, probably is that you've already climbed 5,000 feet and gone a long distance. And as you're coming back, you've got a 2,000 steep, 2,000-foot climb on loose terrain. <coughs> Man. You got to cut all these out. (coughs) No, a lot of coughs. (laughs) And then, so you climb up Bonnie Pass at the end, which is tiring. And then the descent off of Bonnie Pass back to camp is super steep and super loose. So did your quads get sore? You know, I felt... Because you did Kings the week before, so that's got some vert, but not a ton. Yeah, not too much. Um, I actually, I was tired, my quads were tired, but I actually felt pretty good. Um, You know, I've now had a a week to uh, forget how hard it was. Yeah. And so now looking back, I'm like, yeah, you know, it really wasn't too bad. But it was was hard. We were tired, and... um, we were breathing heavy and stuff. I, I think my quads were tired. But when I got back to camp, I wasn't completely out of energy. And the next day, I felt pretty good. We ended up putting the packs on and hiking a ways and <clears throat> the next day, and I felt fine. Two days later, we, we actually hiked. We put on our packs the next day and hiked down to a new camp and then stayed there for a couple of days. And uh, so A new camp. A new a camp. New, okay. Um, a nude camp. A nude camp. In the... No, Wins. nude, N-U-D-E, nude camp. Nude camp. Okay. <laughs> so where's this camp at? Yeah. Weird thing is with you were with your father-in-law, but that's, <laughs> that's, another, that's another podcast. <clears throat> podcast. Yeah, we'll get into that one next week. Stay tuned. <laughs> so we went to a new N-E-W camp, <clears throat> and then we stayed there two nights, and the next day we just used as a relaxation day. <laughs> 
You need a drink? Excuse you. Something. I'm not, sh- not sure what's going on. Yeah. Anyway. Do you have Corona? Uh, no. Okay. Like uh, the Corona or Corona to drink? Well, I'll let you interpret that. <laughs> <coughs> I, I know for sure I'm I don't have sure. at least one of those. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, uh, I might have Corona. Maybe that's why I'm coughing. Yeah, great. I've cool. got Corona. Right on. We're, I'm, Chase is right next to you, but I'm like 10 feet away, so. Yeah, you're yeah. good. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, so, yeah, then we took a rest day, and then we hiked like 12 miles off trail to a new, another new camp, N-E-W, yeah. and um, stayed there for a couple days and fished and then hiked out. So when all was said and done, we did about 60 miles of of hiking with packs. Well, that's including some a day on Gannett. And then did some fishing and <clears throat> caught, I caught my first ever golden trout. Ah, that's what I was going to ask. Do you get any goldens? Yeah. So uh, I caught three goldens. One of them was pretty good size. It was about 14 inches and super pretty. Are these keepers or do you put them back? I put them back, yeah. <clears throat> the um, the big one that I caught was so pretty, but when I was trying to, it, I had just gotten it in and I was about to get the hook out. <clears throat> and also tried to take a picture at the same time and I was fishing by myself so I couldn't get a good picture. Actually, my father-in-law was right there but he was busy with something and so he saw the fish but <clears throat> I couldn't get a picture of it before it kind of got itself off of the hook and swam away. So I have a picture of one of the goldens but it was only like eight inches. <clears throat> um, let's see. The, the oh. podcasters will be able to see this. Yeah, yeah so there's well. there's one of them. That's sweet. That's cool. But that was like the eight incher. Are they really gold? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're they're gold and red, and I don't. You probably can't tip it see up. that. It's uh, gonna tip turn. It, tip it up all the way because it's turned. Yeah. Oh no, it is. Yeah, that's awesome. Huh? It's yeah. a little guy. Yeah, this one was only about eight inches. I didn't get the picture of the fourteen incher, <clears throat> but uh always happens anyway it was it was really cool the uh yeah it was fun but uh so how come so what it sounds like um you know it's it's further in than kings and there seems to be some more vert vert there but you said three times harder it almost feels like the way you did it it wasn't bad at all well, it's because I've forgotten how hard it was. That summit day, I remember as we were standing on the summit or close to the summit, I remember saying to my father-in-law, this might be the last time I ever do this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, a week later, I'm already saying, yeah, I'll, I'll do it again for <laughs> sure. Um, but I next time I do it, I want to be in better shape because I remember la- the last time we did it faster, probably two or three hours faster round trip, and I don't remember it being as hard. And so I just think I was in much You're better like shape. You're 10 years older. Right. 10 years older, 50 pounds heavier. That's a lot of pounds. That is a lot of pounds. <clears throat> and you're not out of shape necessarily. Like you're, you know, 50 pounds. I, so you were really I looked, skinny when you were younger. Yeah, I was I was bike racing at the time. I was tra- trail running competitively at the time. I was in great shape. And, I mean, we did 40 miles and gannet round trip and one push for the most part other than a, a nap and and it wasn't that hard it didn't feel that hard anyway at least you know my memory is probably not that great but i don't remember it being that hard <clears throat> this time it definitely felt harder i would have had to 
there's no way I could have done it in one push right now but uh but it was cool we had a great time we saw some bighorn sheep we there were goat mountain goat tracks on the summit all over the place and mountain goat poop but we didn't see the goats um we took our dog the dog made it to the top oh wow that's and uh what was your nutrition regimen i had a i had a few applesauce packets and candy bars and jerky and string cheese and i just ate when i was hungry Mm. um but i had to kind of balance it because um i shared some of my food some of my jerky with my dog and um and i probably didn't take as much food as i normally would have if the dog wasn't there but i was trying to i didn't want the dog to completely bonk and but it was it was a big day there's so as you're climbing up so you go up bonnie pass and it's steep we had to cross some steep snow which was sketchy early in the morning when it was hard and dog didn't have crampons or anything just claws so i tied a little harness out of some cord accessory cord um, for the dog and just short rope the dog on some of the techie parts and that worked out okay so then we went down Bonnie Pass, crossed the glacier, jumped over a few small crevasses, which is kind of cool, and and started climbing a rocky ridge uh, halfway. You go probably a thousand thousand feet, maybe fifteen hundred feet up this rocky ridge, and then you hit snow again, and you have to kind of traverse on some snow and go up a steep snow gully. And when you go up the snow gully at the bottom, there's a Berkstrand. Um, where there's the <clears throat> glacier is detached from an upper snow field and so there's a big crevasse there was a snow bridge that we could cross on but it was steep and and kind of intimidating so I short roped the dog up that the rest of it my wife and my father-in-law just climbed without ropes on that and then coming back down the snow had warmed up quite a bit and so it was softer but it was also more slippery and so I short rope the dog going down that and she wasn't too thrilled to go back down because it was scary and intimidating so I had to <clears throat> down climb a couple of steps and then call her to me and she'd creep down and on a couple of places she wouldn't move so I'd have to pull her down <laughs> the mountain to me and then coming down Bonnie Pass on the way down there was one steep section that was real steep and every rock was loose and so everything that my dog would step on it would move and slide a little bit and that freaked her out so she she didn't want to move there so I had to grab her and start <clears throat> pulling her down by her collar and then her collar came off because she was just like fighting me and so then I had to grab her by the back of the skin back of the neck and pull her down the mountain and anyway it was ended up being like good times, yeah. be, being a bit of an ordeal but she made it her paws were red and raw and it did was you have, did you bring the the paw I'd, pads not not pads um we brought some just ointment to put on her sore paws and stuff they were just it was a lot of abuse on her paws that she wasn't used to so i put some ointment on there and a couple days later she was good again um but i don't know how many dogs have been up there i assume we're not the first but i don't imagine people take too many dogs up there and i wouldn't suggest it but it was kind of fun that she was able well, to make get, it up what with kind us. of dog is yours a vishla yeah there was a type vishla of a that pointer. was uh killing it on kings although um it was that particular breed i'm assuming she would this dog on kings would whine because it would get stuck 
like couldn't figure out a way <laughs> and then like look around <clears throat> and figure it out and get up to the, you know yeah. and go there was four or five dogs this trip on, and and my dog had made it up kings but i've seen many dogs not make it up kings because yeah. it's so rocky right but uh, athletic dogs do pretty good in yeah. the back country so but were there any other people uh, climbing with you guys you're the only you're the only party back there only crew oh. on mon on that monday um we passed a guy as we were getting back to camp who was heading up <clears throat> he he was awfully fit and he had started at the trailhead and he had gone some he was on like mile 25 and he was hoping to tag the summit of Ghana and make it back to where we were camping and in uh kind of record time he was doing like a 40 mile day and then camping and then doing like a 30 mile day the next day <clears throat> he was really fit but i think he was completely underestimating Gannett because he'd never climbed it before and he didn't know much about it he had micro spikes and no axe which to me sounded quite a uh, quite tricky you need, need need an axe for sure uh, we definitely used our axe he didn't need a rope <clears throat> um we took a rope because i was I, well, you short rope the dog. Well, I, yeah, that's true. Short rope the dog, but I thought that we would that we would tie up on on the steep snow slope and stuff. And um, I thought that my wife and father in law would prefer that. And they ended up it wasn't scary enough for them. They didn't they didn't need it or want it. Father in law did good. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he's great. He's <clears throat> he's uh he's almost sixty. He's fifty seven, fifty eight, fifty nine, somewhere in there, and. He did as well as we did. Yeah, he's in good shape. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, it was a great time. And uh, all of our gear worked great. I have to say I love that Mystery Ranch T100. Sweet. That thing carried... 70 pounds isn't comfortable on any pack. But I would say that that carried 70 pounds more comfortably than my previous, the Osprey um, Zenith 105. I would say the Mystery Ranch carried the weight better than that one. What would you leave at home <clears throat> next time? The dog. <clears throat> the dog food. The dog pad. The dog everything. down dog. blanket. What would you take next time if you didn't bring this time? You know, I think I had everything. Um, I was testing out a prototype Gore-Tex jacket. So was my wife that, uh, that I had made. Did it ring? Uh-huh. Yeah, but only one day and only for like an hour. <clears throat> so, um, but my Gore-Tex jacket that I took was a bit heavy, um, but I, w I was using it for testing purposes. So that was a little heavier than it needed to be. I probably could have saved half a pound um, with a lightweight rain jacket. Um, other than that, uh, if I if I didn't take the dog... Um, I could have left the rope at home. I could have, uh, and it wasn't, it wasn't a big rope. It was like 60, 70 feet of cord, like five mil cord. So it wasn't that heavy anyway. Um, but yeah, I could have, I don't know. It was fun to have the dog there, but climbing Gannett, we were, we were just saying the whole time, well, we probably shouldn't have brought the dog up here, but we didn't have anybody to stay camp with her and. She has separation anxiety, so <clears throat> we couldn't leave her leave her behind. See any animals? Wild animals? Um, we we saw the bighorn sheep on summit day. We um, I saw a deer. We saw a bald eagle. Um, just fly over our camp, which is pretty cool. 
Um, but we didn't see any moose, didn't see any bears, didn't didn't hear any wolves, didn't... I mean, they're all up there in that area, but we didn't see much of it. And, uh... Yeah. You're up, you're up pretty high, aren't you? Did you camp above treeline? Yeah, our our camp in the Titcomb Basin was was around treeline, above treeline, 10,500 feet. Um, when we moved camp to... Uh, at least our first two camps were above treeline, then our last camp... The, for the last few days was below tree line um just around some lakes around the cook lakes which is <clears throat> um south a little bit southeast of where the titcomb basin is um we were below tree line there and and uh that was a nice place to camp because it was it was windy up there above tree line especially it was just the windy. wind rivers yeah i know weird windy. yeah that was really windy and so um it just made everything just a little bit more difficult. Made uh, putting up camp more difficult. Made cooking more difficult. Made just everything a little more difficult. So we were grateful to get below tree line and out what of the wind. What did you take? I took, uh, originally I had planned to take the Hilleberg Nalo 4GT. That's our family. Were you all three planning on being in it? Just no, just me and my wife and yeah. the dog. Um, but after I packed up my pack and realized I was going to be plus 75 70 pounds uh i swapped that out for a nemo dagger 3p which saved me about three pounds <clears throat> what'd your father-in-law have uh he had the msr free light three yeah. so he had a three-person tent for himself yeah uh but that's such a light a light tent anyway it's like three three and a half pounds anyway three pounds or whatever yeah. so it was nice to have all that extra room for him and um, but that dagger was a great tent. It it held up well. It um, was roomy, comfortable for the for the three of us, me, my wife, and the dog. Um, <clears throat> in the wind, uh, when we were camped above treeline, like I said, there was a lot of wind, and it it was solid. I guided out a lot, but uh, it was solid in the wind and did a great job. So, what uh, shoes did you use? I used the Topo athletic terra venture two is it the two 2.0 3.0 something like that did you hike the mountain with those yeah so yeah yeah so i bought those and then went and did king's peak with them so right out of the box never worn them hike king's peak had no problems it was awesome so jealous because that was my main issue was the footwear really um that's fantastic news yeah and then we hiked adventure uh-huh then we hiked into Gannett. I hiked in Titcomb Basin that first day. Hiked Gannett. Hiked all over the Wind Rivers um, for the next five or six days in those shoes. Never a blister. Never an issue. Uh, coming down Kings Peak because that's a 26-mile day. <clears throat> I did get some blisters on the balls of my feet. Um, I started feeling them the last few miles. It's very rocky. It is Gannett it's really, just as rocky, or is it the nicer hiking into the titcomb basin is not as rocky as the uintas the uintas are they're brutal brutally rocky some of the rockiest trails i've ever been on right yeah they're you know the you go into the wind rivers and the peaks are more jagged and it looks bigger and stuff but because it's granite um i find that the trails are just much nicer Mm. less rocky um a little easier on the feet the uintas every time i hike in the uintas i'm always surprised every single time i'm surprised by how sore my feet get by the end of the day just rocky trails so yeah i experienced <clears throat> that one time but uh 
But yeah, so I've got like a hundred miles now on my Terra Ventures after two and a half weeks of ownership. That's crazy. And um, they've all been with a on rocky trails. Sixty of those miles have been with a heavy pack, and they're showing some signs of of use of the hundred miles. Yeah, so I need to start Especially just with a seventy pound pack. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely and takes. They, yeah, they held up with the pack. Yeah, they they held up fine, but I'm. I mean, if you look at them now, you'd think I'd run trail run two hundred miles on them. It's like no, it's or two hundred fifty miles maybe. <clears throat> they don't look new anymore. But I have to say, I don't know that I've ever had a a shoe, and they're actually a half size too small for me because we were out of my size, uh, and they still did fine. I don't know that I've had a shoe out of the box that i've abused this much and never had foot problems with i mean they were just great yeah really good so and that's the shoe that you did your your through hike with and that mm-hmm. you do your backpacking on too right yeah and yeah. you like them i love them yeah they're, they're such a comfortable shoe yeah and and built sturdier than surprisingly they're they're built relatively sturdy for a lightweight trail runner yeah how totally. how well, well do you feel the rocks underneath when you're in that particular shoe is there a rock guard in that and mm-hmm. there's yeah. a little bit of a rock guard it's also a pretty padded shoe mm-hmm. uh, there's a little more padding on that one than some of their other shoes and so you know it's really quite a comfortable shoe by the end, as we were hiking out on our last day, we that was a 12-mile day hiking out. By mile 11, I was ready to be off my feet. So that last mile, I was just like, Ugh, Probably get any shoe you would have seen. Yeah. <clears throat> but my my wife, on the hike out, she's, she was having some major stomach problems. She, she went down to Peru years and years ago on a humanitarian thing. Uh, she was doing dental work down in Peru, doing a humanitarian trip, and um, she got Jardia while she was down there. And every once in a while, she has these funky stomach attacks that she started getting when she, when she got Jardia. And the doctor says, well, it's probably Jardia acting up and never goes away or whatever. But she gets a really um, distended stomach that just gets really uncomfortable. Mm. Well, on our last day hiking out, she woke up and her stomach was just she was really bloated it hurt really bad and it wasn't like a gassy bloated that you can get rid of it just hurt and there was nothing she could do about it. so for the 12 miles out she was just dying of this and and uh so about uh four or five miles into it we ended up my father-in-law and i we ended up taking a bunch of weight off her pack so that she didn't have to tighten her hip belt so tight and uh and carry her pack so i ended up by the time we were hiking out, because of all the food weight that I had lost and stuff, my pack was feeling great, like super comfortable. And then I ended up taking like 15, 15 or 20 pounds or so off of my wife, and so my pack was heavy again. Um, but even still, the backpack carried great. But anyway, by the end, my feet were pretty hammered, and I was ready to be off my feet. But Cool. Um yeah, I, I was impressed. All the gear that I u- that I took worked well. Um, I do have, you know, one or two little critiques of that uh, mystery ranch pack. If I mean, and it's it's still it's the best pack I've ever worn the, to carry that much weight. No pack is comfortable with seventy pounds. Um, 
it's the best I've ever had but I, there's a few little little tiny little critiques that I would give to that and um, but the footwear was awesome um, the all the gear that I used was great and uh, I'm I'm glad I'm grateful that we had good weather because I I would say if it was a rainier week I would have wished that we had the Hillebergs we did have some condensation problems in the Nemo and the Hillebergs tend to do better with that um, they just tend to be better in nasty weather but luckily we had great weather so the Nemo was great the MSR worked great um, everything that we used and your, really good. your shoe choice would have been different if it was soaking wet the whole time right yeah and I might have still used the same shoes I just would have been much more miserable yeah, yeah so <clears throat> yeah it was well, good that sounds like a fun trip yeah it was fun it, it was definitely uh, one for the it, we made a lot of great memories and learned a lot and I'll do it again for sure I'm I'm actually really looking forward to going back and climbing that peak again I'll just leave the dog at home and I will lose some weight and get, be in better shape next time so until I feel too <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> cool alrighty well thanks for joining us for the podcast today if you enjoyed the podcast please subscribe and, and share with your friends if you would um, also check out gear30.com that's spelled out g-e-a-r-t-h-i-r-t-y.com this week we have some ultras on sale not topo but uh, oh but it's very similar to you boatload of ultras on king's peak lots yeah. of trail runners doing it in a day you know um hiker runners um, right and lots of ultras so yeah and a lot in the wind rivers too yeah. actually there were people from we we met some people from wisconsin we met some people from south carolina it used to be the ultras were like a utah thing or a west thing because that's where they're from but some guy from south carolina was wearing ultras some people from wisconsin actually the, the wisconsin people weren't i don't think but we saw we saw ultras from all over the country so that was kind of cool to see anyway. worldwide yeah um so yeah gear30.com and uh that's it thanks for joining us we'll see you on the next episode see you out there Woo-woo.